Get a Job in Tech, Episode 117. So I thought I'd talk about kind of what I do, right, um, as a, a backup guy, backup person, backup individual a little bit. So just now, right, actually, maybe five minutes ago, something like that, I I patched, like, Windows patched, basically. So I don't know. I have 40 servers, something like that, or more that I patched. Um, I have more, right, obviously, right, but it's uh, segmented. So I did, I think I did, like, 25 today, then I have another 15 tomorrow um, after, you know, a certain time frame that you can do it right because during the day um, customers are on the server so you can't patch it then of course right and so why am I telling you all this or what's the point right what do you Gary why do we care what's the point here right rattling on about these whatever the point is um, when you get a job in IT or tech for that matter right you know you can expect to work weird hours that you normally don't work. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a nine to five, right? Typically, and especially if you work from home, you you have you you know you're on call sometimes or whatever. So you know, it, it means you take your laptop with you, right, wherever you go. You know, and you might check certain things during the day or maybe on the weekend. You just log it. Okay, I'm gonna check something, right? Or you see your phone messages, right? Maybe it's some work. Okay, let me take a look at that, right? And you know, it's it's not your job. You don't you're not on call, or I mean, you're not like they're not paying for you, you know, for it, right? Some, um, it's not like a normal job, right? I'll just say that, like McDonald's, right, or Walmart. They're calling you. It means you're coming to work. And when you're off, you're off. You're like, okay, you know, think about this stuff. In the tech field, it's not like that at all like zero i mean and you know sometimes you are the only person on the weekend it's figured out right it does work that way and i'll tell you what most companies want is so let me let me just tell you something so a while ago maybe several years ago a couple years ago three years ago two years whatever i realized um i i wish i used to call conval right because I don't know. Certain things I don't know, right? So I would call them probably once a week for just some off-the-wall thing, whatever that thing is, or I forget. It's an Oracle backup, some th- it, but it's it's unique. It's a unique failure, right? Backup failure that I hadn't seen before. So I call Commvault after trying to troubleshoot maybe five minutes right at the most, right? And the reason, I, and I got a little crap, basically, from my colleagues, you know, at work. Like, why are you always calling Cobalt all the time? And I told him, I said, because I don't know. What do you mean, Gary? You don't know. Aren't you the Cobalt guy? Yeah, I guess, sure, if you say that. But it's fine to say I don't know. It's fine. You know, don't don't ever think like you're in IT, you know everything. or No, it never works that way. You know, even if you know the architecture, say you know like Cobalt, or you know NetBackup, or you know some other software, Windows Server, Linux, whatever, and then you go to another job. Well, they're going to probably do it some a way differently. So you don't know. You can never know everything about the you know different quirks or different things. They may use Remedy. They may use ServiceNow as their ticketing system. You don't know. Anyway, so so I pass this knowledge on to you. When you're not when you're in tech and if you're worried about oh my god I don't know and all this stuff right, look 
that's what you have support for. These companies have support for Commvault, for NetBackup, for uh, Win not really Windows too much because they're kind of hard to get involved in contact, right? But uh, other companies, yes, other vendors, if you will, yeah, they have HP like HP servers, Dell servers, um, quantum storage devices, uh, Oracle um, servers, right? They can, they all have support, so they're pretty good about it, right? Getting getting back with you, but anyway, my point is this: they're billion dollar company, right? And guess what? They do this stuff all the time, okay? Like that's what they do. That's their main job, okay? You just happen to like do this, like you know, for three hours of the day. You know, if you're working on Commvault, right? You only happen to do it three hours of the day, let's say, right? This is all they do. And they and they have hundreds of people calling them every single day. Hundreds. Uh, hundreds of issues. Hundreds, right? So they've seen everything, almost. All these issues, they've already seen it. No, no, I'm good. I've already seen it. No, no, I know what the issue is. And whereas you, maybe you say, oh, I, I don't know, right? And you troubleshoot after five minutes. You're like, well, let me just like, take another four hours of trouble. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Really, the best way, honestly, is really to, um, if you, you know, if your colleagues don't know, seek out their, of course, seek out your colleagues' advice first. But if they don't know or are unwilling to help or a, a number of things, go to the vendor. That's what they're there for. And um, what I'm saying, I guess, is in tech, there's no, there's no streamlined job. There's no like, oh, okay, um, you know it and not going to have any problems because you are going to have problems. It's going to be Friday and uh, then the NetApp appliance, you're going to upgrade the NetApp device, right, the storage device. And when you do it, the node one will go down. Oh, God, uh, node, I know, what is it, node A, node B, yeah. So node one will go down and node two will be upgraded, but node one is still not it's still not on the new uh, code, right? And you're like, oh, what happened? So you spend, you know, hours on the phone with NetApp, and you can barely hear because you're in the server room, right? And it's loud, and uh, the laptop's not working properly, right? And you're frustrated. But you, f you figure, well, you know what? If I don't do it now, tomorrow the leadership's going to come in, and they're going to ask, why didn't you get it back online? And you kind of have to answer to that, right? Plus, you lose trust if you don't do that. So better to just kind of try to figure it out. Plus, you look like the hero, right? You look like the the hero at the end of the day. If you do these type of things, stick around and do what's hard in IT and tech, you're going to become the hero. I mean that. You will. Because you're going to find that in tech, most people around you aren't like, uh, how do I say? They're not authoritative. They're not aggressive. They're not, they're just going with the flow, okay? They're just going with the flow. And you know, really, you feel it out what what kind of job you are at. You know, if you're you go into a job that um, they have, everybody's there has been there say ten, fifteen years, right? And you're new, and you're new person, and they've all done the same job for ten to fifteen years. Okay, they already know what's going on, right? You're just there to fill a fill a seat, basically, right? And to find, you know, you want to know that quick. You know, am I here just to fill a seat, or am I here? to 
um, you know, did they did they hire me because they couldn't hire somebody else, right? That type of thing. And everybody's pissed off at you because you got hired. You just don't know it. They're just not talking to you, whatever, right? Those type of things. I think I'm going off on a tangent here. I think I started off. I think I started off on this podcast with something I wanted to talk about. And it just kind of morphed into this little deal. So, anyway. But, um, yeah, so the, I guess just the, the, the message I want to convey, right, is be prepared, right? Be prepared for anything. Be prepared for anything in tech that comes at you. Oh, you have to do all these agile services. Okay, I'll take care of it. Usually that's a good answer. Okay, I'll take care of it. You write it down. You put it in your checklist and you make it happen, Captain. And uh, don't be afraid to seek out support from vendors because guess what? You don't know. And nobody, nobody knows everything. So thanks, everybody, for listening to this podcast. Please follow me on Twitter, right, and at Gary McNeil IT. Go to the Facebook site, which is um, facebook.com slash tech. And if you so desire, you would like to purchase my content that I have available to everybody, go to getajobinit.teachable.com. Or go on to udemy.com and just search my name, Gary McNeely. And I have three courses in there. I have a Commvault course. Let's see, I have three Commvault courses, actually. So beginner, which is version 10. Then I have the one, which is like the 20-hour one, right? And then I have, which is the get a job in tech, basically, and earn a lot of money. And then I have the latest one, which I put up maybe a month ago. And that is the beginner uh, for version 11. What I did was a lot of the students said, hey, you know, your course is pretty long, right? Can you can you just tone it down a little bit and make it into like a one or two hour course that I can just easily digest and comprehend? And by the way, could you make your, could you, go, could you get a better lab environment? Because, you know, I really don't like spending hours and hours and hours, you know, actually patching my server on my lab. And I said, okay, thank you for your suggestions. And what I did is I created one. I created one using Amazon EC2, which, as you know, I mean, I may not know this, right? But Amazon EC2, which is an instance, uh, it's like virtual machines, right? The benefit you get is it's patched already. You have an IP address if you want to. And it does cost a little more because you, um, like Joe's Data Center, who I used before, um, you have it for the whole month. So whatever that... Yeah, joesdatacenter.com. You have the ESXi host, right, for a whole month, meaning you can create as many VMs as you want for, say, $35, $60, whatever. Whereas, um, and it's five dedicated IPs, and whereas EC2 is, it's per instance. So you stand up an instance. Instance is nothing more than a server, like Windows or Linux. And you turn it off, you're not charged. But you are charged for the storage. Like, it's like $0.10 cents a gig per month something like that. So if you have 100 gig at 10 cents a month, what is that? A dollar, right? A month for 10, at, I forget what, but it's something like that. So all in all, it's like, um, you know, you're charged for those little things like that. But I think I pay $40 a month for mine right now on uh, Amazon. Whereas, and it, I have to turn it off, right? Whereas Joe's Data Center, I can leave that thing on 24-7 and I 
pay, you know, 40, 60, 80, whatever dollars it is. And uh, there's there's benefits and pros and cons to that. So, yeah, if you want to check out those courses, I'd appreciate it. So thanks a lot and have a great day.